Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day. This is a day that you have made, and we do rejoice, and we're glad in it. We thank you for the peace of God. We thank you for the love of God that you have brought into our hearts. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. Whatever you see fit to say, however you see fit to manifest, we give you free reign and free will to do that. We thank you for inspiration. We thank you for impartations. We thank you for revelations. And all I get, and we want to get understanding. We just thank you, Lord, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that we are more than conquerors. We're overcomers. Lord, help our tongue be as the pen of a ready writer, proclaiming truths that would transform hearts and change lives forever. Lord, we thank you for salvations, healings, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in the other tongues, or whatever else, Holy Spirit, that you want to do. Satan, we're not ignorant of your devices. We bind you. We give you no place in our teaching, no place in this broadcast. The only place you have is under our feet as we go and do what God tells us to do. And we just... Thank you, Lord, and we love you and appreciate you, and we give you all the praise. And if you agree with that, just say amen. That means so be it. Well, Brother Henry, what are you talking about today? You said it would be something that that can really help us if we're having challenges. Well, one of the things that we need to know is that there are thieves that can steal our faith. There are, yes. There are things that can hinder your faith that can rob you of of the blessings of God that God wants you to walk in. And that's one of the things that we want to talk about today. Well, Brother Henry, what did you entitle the message today? We entitled this word that we're going to have today, we call it, Doubt Will Short Circuit Your Faith. Doubt Will Short Circuit Your Faith. What do you mean by short circuits? It'll rob you. It'll take away. It'll steal from what God wants you to have and walk in. Doubt is an enemy. We highlighted this particular message this way. We said doubt will rob the believer of God's best for his life. Doubt, unbelief, will rob you of walking in the best blessing that God wants you to walk in and to have. You have to understand not to allow any sort of uh, circumstance, situation to keep you or prevent you from walking in the very best. I thank God he wants us to have the very best, but it's up to us to do our part. He's going to do do his. He gave us some examples, and we want to look at a couple of them right now, that where we see how unbelief, doubt, stopped God's best from occurring. Some things occurred, but not the very best. Well, let's look at them. Where are we going to look first, Pastor? We're going to look at Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 14, starting at verse 22. It says this, And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. In other words, Jesus separated himself from not only the multitude, but even his disciples at this time, and he sent them on a boat. And verse 23 says, And, and when the evening was come, 
he was there on that mountain alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. In other words, a storm occurred. And uh, and the wind got boisterous and was it was got bad. But notice verse 25 says here, And in the fourth watch of the night, that was about 3 a.m., uh, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Jesus was supernaturally walking on the water. Glory to God. Verse 26 says, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. And they did not only were troubled, we'll notice what they said, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out in fit for fear. They were afraid. They got into fear. They they were troubled, but they were they cried out. <laughs> oh goodness, is a is a ghost. Verse twenty seven says, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Jesus, hey, don't be afraid. It's me. <laughs> Praise God. But they were afraid. Notice what the, the verse continues on in verse twenty eight and says. And Peter answering him and said, Jesus told him, be of good cheer. Lord, if it be thou, if it's really you, Lord, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Jesus, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And he began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? We see the example here of how doubt, fear, or unbelief, and, and fear got in the way Peter did something no one else did. He walked, except Jesus here in this example. He walked on water. In other words, Peter started off in faith. As long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. And he remembered what Jesus said to come. He was walking on water and doing fine. He was in faith. He was doing something that I'm sure he'll, he, he, he can remember and was walking on the water but notice what happened peter took his eyes off of jesus and he started looking at the circumstances he started looking at the water moving around the wind blowing and he got his eyes off of jesus and off of what jesus had said <coughs> you know when we get our eyes off jesus and off of what the word says and look at circumstance and allow circumstances to, to creep into our lives, our faith can be short-circuited. And that's what happened with, Jesus, with, with Peter. When Peter got his eyes off Jesus, he forgot about what Jesus had said, and he started to sing. But thank God, immediately, the scripture says, Jesus reached his hands out and grabbed Peter and pulled him up. And then they walked back to the boat. But Jesus said this unto, unto, unto Peter. 
O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Why did you doubt, Peter? You were doing great. Why did you why did you take your eyes off of me and start looking at the circumstance, the wind, the storm? You know, you can't walk on water when water's calm. <laughs> when everything's going smooth in the natural, it's a supernatural event when you walk on water, even when it's calm. But he got his eyes on the circumstances. And, you know, you and I can do that, too, as well. We can allow circumstances to cause doubt, to cause fear, that cause us to have our faith short circuited and doubt to creep into our heart, into our lives. And you know what? That will cause us not to walk in God's best. Peter walked on the water. He can say that. None of the other disciples did. But he didn't enjoy God's best because Jesus didn't want him just to walk to him. Jesus wanted him to walk to him and then walk back with him. But because of the circumstances that Peter allowed, doubt creeped into his life and his faith was short-circuited. You see, doubt and fear go hand in hand. Doubt and fear go hand in hand. But faith and love also go hand in hand. When doubt and fear start working together, your faith can be robbed from you. It can be short-circuited. But thank God we know that faith and love also work together. They go hand in hand. How do we know that? Because the Word of God tells us that. Where does it say that? In 1 John 4, verse 18. 1 John 4, verse 18, it says this. There is no fear in love, but perfect or mature love cast, casteth out fear. Because fear has torment. There's to no torment in faith, but in fear there is. He that feareth is not made perfect or mature in love. You and I shouldn't allow fear in our lives in any way. And we shouldn't allow doubt in our lives anyway. Because it'll rob from us. It'll steal from us. And God does not want us. He wants us to grow more mature in the things of God. That's When you do that, you're walking in a higher degree of love. You're walking because perfect love casts out fear. You're not going to fear when you're walking in a high level of love. Amen. Pastor, give me another example of this. Well, we look in Matthew 17, Matthew 17, starting at verse 14. It says this. And when they were come to the multitude, again, Jesus, his disciples, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. And oft times he falleth into the fire and off into the water. In other words, he, he get, get loses his mind and, and falls into the fire or to get, to get burned or, and they have to get him out or fall into the water to, and almost drown and they have to rescue him. And he's a lunatic. He loses his mind. He loses his perspective. Verse 16 says, And I brought him to thy disciples. And they could not cure him. Disciples couldn't help. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, 
How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And when Jesus said that, they did. Verse 18 says then, And Jesus rebuked the devil. And he, the devil, the demon, departed out of him, and a child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. After everybody had left, they came to him by, by themselves and said, Why could not we cast him out? Why couldn't we do it, Lord? And Jesus told them in verse 20, and he explained what the problem was. Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. And verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, and a mustard seed, one of the smallest seeds in the world, ye shall say unto this mountain, if you just have a little bit of faith, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall re remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So with a little faith, they could have done it, but they didn't. Why? Because of doubt, because of, of the unbelief that they had. Not because, as some people thought, well, they said, well, I just need more power and I'll be able to do anything. It's not a matter when you're a believer of having more power. That wasn't the problem here. And that's, prob that's not the problem with you. It's if you allow your faith to be robbed or stolen from you, short-circuited because of doubt. Because of unbelief. And here fear too as well. They're all enemies of God. They're enemies of our faith. Some people may ask, well, uh, could the disciples really uh, cast out demons? Can we really do that? We're disciples now. Well, let's go to the word. What does the word say? And Jesus told them then, this here in Matthew 10, 1. But he also spoke unto us too. The same thing. In Matthew 10, verse 1, it says this, And when he had called unto him the twelve disciples, then he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. So yes, they had the power. Yes, they had the authority. But Jesus not only gave that to them, the disciples then, but he gave us to, he gave that same authority to us. He left his name, he said. He left his empowerment unto all of us that will believe. Pastor, does that include me as a believer? It does. You have that same authority to speak to circumstances, to speak to situations, and they gotta move. They gotta they gotta flee. And that's inclusive of any demonic forces that try to come against you. God's word is his ability. So we see certain things happen in both of these situations. Notice the similarities between the two. Jesus rebuked the disciples both times because they had the ability to do what they needed to do and they didn't because of doubt and unbelief and because of fear. And each one of them Jesus solved the problem both times. Jesus administered the faith authority, showed the disciples then, and showed the disciples, you and I now, of how we can do that exact same thing. Jesus did it. Well, Pastor, I'm not Jesus, but you are the body of Christ. You're a member in particular. And he left his name, and he left his authority. 
And we preached on the authority of the believer that we have if, if we act upon it. But you can't allow doubt. You can't allow unbelief. You can't allow fear to stop you from walking in God's best. Both of these instances, the disciples possessed the power to overcome the circumstances. But in each one, the thief of doubt kept them from receiving God's best. Kept Peter from walking to and back with Jesus. It kept the disciples from, from rebuking that evil demonic spirit. But Jesus grabbed Peter and Jesus cast that demon out as an example of you and I as believers have that same authority. Pastor, can I walk in that kind of power and authority? You sure can. Long as we fill ourselves and saturate ourselves full of the word, that's going to eliminate doubt and unbelief because we're going to be walking in the power of love. That's the power of God. God is love and God will help us to walk in and do whatever needs to be done, no matter what circumstances are going on. There always is going to be a contrary circumstance, situation, someone telling you you couldn't do this because you don't have this, because you don't have enough education, because you don't have enough money. But with the power of God, with you have the ability, the empowerment of God. You have his word to do whatever you need to do and to be and become whatever you need to be and become. Don't allow doubt and unbelief or fear to keep you from walking in God's best and having it right now. I tell you, I want to pray with you. The first step is making Jesus the Lord of your life. And as we pray, if you've never done that, now is your time. And hey, and even if you have, I want you to pray this with me. Repeat after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you died for me. You paid the price so I could have life and life more abundantly. Lord, thank you for forgiving me of my sins and cleansing me of all unrighteousness. I believe with my heart, and I confess with my mouth, I am saved. Amen. You just prayed that prayer. You just started a brand new walk with God. We got some materials we want to send you. Three mini books we want to give you. You see on your screen here in just a moment, these mini books where uh, you can read and study, and also you see a QR code where you can scan with your phone. It'll take you to a video to explain what it is to be a new creature in Christ. And if you want to be a member of Reaching World Bible Church, we say welcome to the family. And it'll take you to the steps that you need to do to do that. We just thank God for you. We love you and appreciate you. We're a family that wants to get to know you and love you and help you in any way. And if, again, if you're in this Coosa Valley area, we say welcome home. You need a church home. You need a pastor and you need a family that will surround you when you have needs. Hey, if you